0: don't mess around with news radio to get your info if you're a parent with an athlete playing competitive sports then the journey of competitive athletes with coach kg is the podcast for you learn how top professional and amateur athletes from around the country battle adversity prepare for competition and maintain focus in today's high pressure sports environment and now it's your host coach kg Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Journey of Competitive Athletes. I am your host, Coach KG. Man, it's so great to have you back, to be back, to be doing this here next podcast, so thank you very much. Hey, uh, as always, this show is dedicated to helping young athletes along their journey through competitive sports, Uh, but more importantly, uh, the purpose of this podcast is to help parents uh, in their efforts to guide their young athletes along their journey. There is no better guide in the household than the parent, and so our goal is to really provide information and content each and every week uh, to assist you in your efforts in raising your competitive athlete. I want to also thank you for joining us here on this, our second podcast. I guess the first one went so well that uh, we decided we'd do another one. And if this one goes well, we'll decide to do another one and another one and another one. No, actually, uh, we're committed to doing this week in and week out. Um, There's so much uh, to be covered in the world of sports and so much uh, that's needed to support and help and guide young athletes along this very tough and arduous journey. Uh, we've said it before, but the competitive landscape in youth sports today is really, really fierce. And parents are the ones that are responsible, are most responsible for how their athletes go along that journey. Uh, coaches play a very big role as well in trainers, but the parent at home is really the uh, best suited guide. Uh, they get to see the entire picture of the athlete. And so we really want to do our job to make a difference. So thank you for joining us on this here, our second podcast. Hey, we've got a great show set up today. Uh, We're going to be looking at the mental game. Um, But with that said, there's a couple of questions I want to start us out with. And one is, you know, have you ever wondered why some athletes or teams can handle pressure moments better than others? You know, that's something that, you know, continues to play out in sports, um, you know, we'll we'll talk about the the most recent Super Bowl here in a moment. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that's a very very interesting uh, Super Bowl. We'll leave it at that for now. And you know, there's another question that uh, I often hear, and this one typically comes from parents. And it's you know, why can't my kid, with all the training that I pay for and all the ability that they have, why can't they perform? at their best in pressure situations? Why does it seem like they're not able to do a good job? And I hear it often, and I don't always know the complete dynamics, but there's a reason for it, and you know, uh, part of what we recognize is that there's so much to support young athletes in their physical development, I um, mean, you can get skills coaches right now at age five. Hitting coaches, shooting coaches, quarterback coaches for any position that you play. Um, there's a specialized coach that you can hire, and a lot of parents do that with with great intentions and great interests, but not enough as being focused on the mental game. And so today's show is really what we're going to get, kind of no pun intended, our minds around. You know, in 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 in. In Sports, professional sports, they're actually high performing athletes and teams that really take, uh, you know, active steps towards developing a strong mental game. And it's those steps that help them uh, be able to manage the anxiety and high pressure situations. You know, going back to the Super Bowl, I mean, um, the New England Patriots, uh, hats off to them for uh, what an amazing comeback win. But anybody that follows football, specifically the NFL, it's not a surprise. The New England Patriots have a very unique culture in that they make it known that there is no one above the team other than two people, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, that everyone else is expendable. And, you know, that seems harsh on the surface, um, but it's a culture that really fits and works in New England. And what it does, it causes everybody to be on the same page, everybody to be very clear in their role and what their job is to do is to give your best for the good of the team. And naturally, the coach is going to do that, and, you know, most. Uh, starting quarterbacks for any team is going to be a team oriented player and they're going to buy into that so you have uh, a Belichick and a Brady that helps um, maintain and manage that that culture and that philosophy and they exemplify it and so you have no other choice of being a teammate but to follow and they really try and help you take pride in doing uh, your job for the good of the team and so it was no surprise that in a pressure situation as high as it was on the highest stage in football the Super Bowl to be down uh, the second half I believe it was 28 to 3 and to begin a comeback for the ages. And as you saw it unfold, you just begin to sense and feel how comfortable they were in the process. There was never a moment where I looked at Brady's face to where there was anxiousness, to where that he was flattered, or that he was, you know, there was no signs of just being rattled, uh, just completely calm as if it were the first quarter and all the way down to the final drive. Um, that's a prime example of a team Being prepared mentally to step into the highest pressure situation and to pull a victory out of the jaws of defeat. And so, hats off again. I'm a Steelers fan, so don't catch me and think that I'm on a bandwagon of the Patriots. I am certainly not, uh, but I can appreciate good football when I see it. So, uh, hats off again. So, today uh, we're going to be discussing sports anxiety. Um, It's a real thing, and so we're going to Dive into it and take a look at uh, exactly what that means. And more importantly, we're going to take a look at steps you can uh, take to help your athlete uh, begin to manage their anxieties, their fears, their worries um, in high pressure situations so that they're able to perform at their best in those moments. So, right about now, I'm going to ask that you sit back, relax, and ride with me as we take a trip on the journey of competitive athletes.
1: of competitive athletes with coach KG brought to you by sportsinjuryprotection.com a hall Mayhar, and associates company protecting the athletes of the future
0: hello welcome back i am still your host coach KG uh, I like that beat. Hey, I want to thank you again for joining us on this year, The Journey of Competitive Athletes. You know, if you are a young athlete and you're listening to this podcast because it was recommended to you by your mom or your dad or a coach, um Hats off to you for being coachable, being a good listener. I know it's tough to take recommendations from parents, um, especially when it comes to listening to a man talk, not rap. Um, but uh, it says a lot about who you are and it says a lot about how your parents feel about you. So kudos to you. Hats off for taking the time to spend with us on the journey of competitive athletes. Hey, so before we dig into the meat of our topic today, the mental game, I want to take a moment to share a story with you that's a really interesting story uh, that's relevant to the subject today. There's a young man that I I work with, a basketball player. Um, I've worked with him through the summers and very talented, very hardworking, um, you know, just a coach's delight because he's very coachable. He's humble. Um, and he's just always willing to give his best and to get better. And so um, this young man was preparing for uh, a big game. Uh, It was a Nike extravaganza tournament, and... You know, uh, they were playing uh, one of the top teams here in Southern California. In fact, um, that the team that they're playing, uh, they lost to Chino Hills, which is the number one team in the country by two points. So, um, they're a very good team, and I know that um, you know this young man had thoughts and emotions running through his head. He's a sophomore playing varsity, and this is going to be a big stage in front of a big crowd. And, um, you know, and I wanted to reach out to him before and uh, share some words and thoughts with him. And, you know, I know the story pretty well because this young man is actually my son. And, you know, um, I remember that um, I was sick that weekend, so I was not going to be able to attend his game. So I called him uh, about uh, three hours before uh, his game time. Uh, just to share a word with him because I knew that, you know, just the stage and the team, uh, those things can have impact on just your thoughts and your feelings going into a game. And I wanted him to uh, be in a position to just play free and to play loose. And so um, I, I shared some words with him that went something like this. And I said, "Hey, son, you know, um, what's going to happen is as you watch watching." see the other team warm up, you're going to start to develop thoughts and feelings about your ability uh, to play on that stage and to compete against these players. Um, You're going to see the crowds, and you're going to sense that there's a lot of people watching. And you know there may be fears or anxieties that start to creep up in you. There may be thoughts that come into your head that these guys are bigger, they're stronger, they're taller, they're faster, they're more talented, they're older, all of the little lies that come into your head. I said, son, when you hear those things, I want you to take those things as the game is pushing you pushing you with one hand into your shoulder repeatedly, just pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. You're not good enough pushing you. You're not tall enough pushing you. You're not as big as that player pushing you. And I said, son, what I want you to do for me today is push back. And I said, I want you to push back with these thoughts. I know how hard you work. I know how hard you practice. I know how much you love the game. I know how much you're willing to work hard. I know how much you enjoy playing with your teammates. So when those things come into your head, I want you to push back with those thoughts. You have a great shot. You have tremendous athleticism. Your teammates believe in you. Your coaches believe in you. You're a sophomore playing on varsity in a top high school in Orange County. So those things are things that I want you to remember tonight. And so as you start to go through your warmup, and you're starting to evaluate and assess what the other team is or is what they're doing, I said, I want you to push back with everything in your power, and I just want you to go out and play free tonight. And so those were the words that I gave them, and uh, I was excited uh, to watch uh, the game. on. They have the score live, and so I wasn't able to make the game, but I followed the score on, uh, on the device, and um, they ended up losing by 20, uh, but I couldn't wait to hear from my son and I remember the call. It was so amazing. He called with just exuberance and joy even though they lost and I said, well son, tell me about it, how'd you do? And he said, Dad, it was cool. And cool in short means amazing. And he said, it was so cool. He said, I just was able to play. I ended up being high score for our team. He said, Dad, there was this moment where a guy had a breakaway layup and for a split second i thought to let him go but something just said chase him down and see if you can get him and so i decided to chase him down he said dad i got there at the last minute he said i jumped so high i pinned the ball against the glass my teammates all went crazy and they said my forearm was above the rim it was so awesome he said dad there were so many people and it didn't even bother me i was just able to go out and play it was so amazing to hear that, and my heart jumped with joy, and I was smiling from ear to ear on the other end of the phone. And my son is very quiet and understated. Um, he's very humble, um, very respectful to the game, and it was just a great moment uh, to, to share a thought that had nothing to do about go out and give your best, give me 20 points and a double-double and all of these things. It was literally when you hear the voices in your head, I want you to push back, son, and push back with all the things that I know are true about you and that you know are true about you and go out and play from that place. And it was an amazing thing that he was able to do. So coming up next, we're going to take a look at five things that you can do as an athlete and as a parent to push back so that you can have a stronger mental game.
1: to the Journey of Competitive Athletes with Coach KG, brought to you by SportsInjuryProtection.com, a Hall, Mehar, and Associates company, protecting the athletes of the future. This segment of the Journey of Competitive Athletes is brought to you by Pro Sports Institute helping athletes return from injuries through an integrated and collaborative approach. And now, back to Coach KG.
0: Hey, we're back. I like that beat, too. I'm going to have to get some lyrics together maybe try and put a rhyme or three or two or four together. <laughs> hey, we're looking at the mental game And we're just going to get right into the meat and potatoes here of our subject matter for today. Um, The subject is the mental game and ways that we can equip young athletes uh, to better manage the fears and anxieties that are created. And in order to do that, just as I've said before, we have to understand Uh, something that it is we want to do. And so I want to start out. You kind of know my habit. We're going to take a look at the definition of anxiety. So here we go in the Webster's Dictionary. It is fear or nervousness about what might happen. A feeling of wanting to do something very much. Anxiousness. Here's a definition. An abnormal Or overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear, often marked by psychological signs as sweating, tension, increased pulse, caused by doubt concerning the reality and nature of the threat, and by self-doubt about one's capacity to cope with it." (laughs) (laughs) In reading the definition, I don't know what's worse, the definition or actually experiencing anxiety. It's probably a good toss up. Um, You know, the definition is pretty clear. Um, There is a psychological and a physical reaction that takes place um, when a person has anxiety. And, you know, anxiety in sports is real. There's a number of books and, you know, pieces that you can probably Google and find that will help you uh, in learning more and understanding more about sports anxiety and, you know, maybe give you some more detailed things that you can do to help manage both yourself and maybe uh, your athlete uh, against those things. But, um, you know, anxiety is is a true force that has to be dealt with. And, you know, it, it creates two very powerful Um, forces that are barriers uh, to your own success, your child's success in sports, uh, uh, not just your child, but all athletes. And, you know, the first of the two is negative thinking, negative thinking. And, you know, the definition talked about it as self-doubt, but negative thinking. And it's the assessment of your own inner self compared to others or to a circumstance. And so, you know, it, it starts typically with I can't. Uh, we size up or the athlete sizes up what they're faced with and they immediately decide that because of how they see themselves inside compared to the other person or the situation I can't and I can't is horrible because I can't keep you from trying and so it's the negative thinking and as I shared with the story earlier with my son I um, you know, it's not that he intentionally wants to be negative. It's just you start to see yourself in the light of other things and thoughts run through your mind. And I know that that's something that he will grow out of and has to mature in being able to deal with. And so my role on that particular day was to support him in the thoughts that could potentially get in the way and become a barrier to the success that he could have um, in that game. And so um, negative thinking is definitely um, a force for us to be aware of. And it's really just comparing ourselves to others and a situation and making a most of the time an inaccurate assessment of our own ability. You know, the second is fear of failure. You know, there's a saying that uh, fear of failure is worse than failure itself because the fear of failure keeps you from ever trying and discovering what you're capable of. And so we fear failure and it's the, the, the feeling and it's manifested in, hey, I don't want to be the one, you know, and if you're playing baseball or softball and, you know, you've probably had that moment where you're, please don't hit the ball to me, <laughs> you know, and if you're, uh, you know, in the batter circle and there's one out and it's the, you know, last inning of the game, you're praying, Lord, please don't let this person strike out in front of me so that I come to the plate with only one out left. You know, um, if you're a basketball player, it's, hey, please coach, don't run that play through me. I don't think I'm going to hit it or, hey, I'm going to just pass it off and get me an assist here. Let someone else get the basket. Um, it's all of those ways that we kind of duck and dodge the moment uh, out of fear of failure. And, you know, it's it's something that it It affects us outside of sports as well. Um, You know, you you never get away from the fear of failure, but there are specific things that can be done to help us um, begin to step into these moments and not have them become such enormous barriers in our life that it continually prevents us from achieving and succeeding, especially for your young athlete who's working hard uh, to grow and develop in the sport. And so we don't want to see them being uh, beaten down or being uh, uh, held back uh, because of the barrier of fear. We want to help them learn to overcome and so here are five things uh, to help in, in the mental game in dealing with uh, anxiety and specifically uh, fear. Uh, so the first one is understanding that anxiety is a real barrier for them. Um, that's probably the first and foremost thing that we can do as a parent um, and even as a coach Uh, The example of the story, like I said, I obviously I know the history with my son and, you know, and I know anxiety is real because I've experienced it. And so, you know, simply saying, hey, don't be nervous or come on, you can do it. um, That's like telling someone don't cry when they're actually crying already. Um, There's something that's wrong and we can't want them to Stop it just because it makes us uncomfortable. Um, So we want to not just, you know, uh, uh, sympathize. Hey, I understand that, you know, you're nervous. We want to empathize. Hey, I understand you're nervous. I've been nervous too. Um, And that's some of the things that I've always shared with my son, with my kids. I have three children and um, two of them uh, uh, play sports and my other one uh, plays drama. (laughs) That's a sport, I guess. Um, But I've always tried to be very transparent with the challenges that I've faced in sports and the nerves that I've dealt with and just understanding to overcome. And so I've always been a guide first in terms of, hey, I understand. And you're going to have these moments. It doesn't go away and it validates them first and foremost and it lets them know that something's not wrong with them because they're feeling this way, that it's real, that I get it and it's not in their head and not just you're going to be okay, but I'm going to help you I'm gonna help you in understanding how to beat this and not let it hold you down. And so, the first thing that we can do as parents and as people responsible for young athletes is to understand that the barrier is very, very real to them and make that connection through your own experience so that they can feel safe in being able to communicate how vulnerable that they feel in the moment that they're feeling that way. And by them feeling safe, It gives you an opportunity to get maybe a special word across that helps them through the moment. So um, understanding is the first one. The second would be give a context for fear. You know, in our first podcast, uh, we talked about fear uh, is a silent partner, um, you know, and you know how we treat it makes it a noisy bully. And so um, we want to give it a context. Um, it's important uh, to understand that you know fear is a barrier that they'll have to learn to overcome uh, throughout their entire life. Um, and it's important for their growth and also their success in life. And so fear is not this mean thing that's trying to get in the way. Fear is this opportunity that allows you to grow and have success. You know, it takes me back to a story um, <laughs> it's a non sports story, but it's my own personal story. Uh, it was years ago. I was at a, a company retreat. We were doing a, um, one of those uh, team building things out in the wilderness. And for those of you who know me, I am not an outdoors guy. So just being outdoors was, you know, was rubbing me wrong <laughs> to begin with. But we were doing all these activities, and I was trying my best to get into it and just kind of go with the moment to be a good teammate. Um, and we got to this activity where it was uh, two trees that I want to say if I can recall are about um, three or four stories high and they were joined um, by a rope um, and the trees were about uh, 60 yards, 60 feet, excuse me, uh, 60 feet across. And I remember looking up at the tree and if I can be honest, I'm like, no, And um, (laughs) I had to do some censorship right now. But I was like, there is no way I'm doing this. And, you know, some of my coworkers, they were, you know, uh, adventure seekers, thrill seekers, and they were up to it. And I began, you know, getting pressure because people knew that I was an athlete and that, you know, I was a strong guy. And how could you not? And peer pressure, peer pressure. And part of me was looking at it and saying, you know, it looks fun, but no, I'm not doing it. But I caved to the peer pressure. Fortunately, they weren't trying to get me to smoke cigarettes because I probably would have done that that day. (laughs) But I ended up uh, deciding that I'd do it. And as I was climbing the tree... I remember thinking in my head that there is no way and um, I don't want to say I'm afraid of heights but I strongly don't like heights and that in itself of climbing the tree was just a task so I'm going up the tree and I finally get to the top and I'm very cautiously trying to get my footing so that I can turn in a manner to begin walking uh, along this rope and and I remember holding on to the tree and uh, I've got a picture of actually me holding on to the tree um, for dear life. And I just sat there for a couple minutes going back and forth. Do I really want to do this? And something came over me in my head and said, to get to the other side, you have to let go. And I remember just letting go of the tree and beginning to take steps And as I took more steps, I started getting out and I started thinking, this is cool, I'm actually doing it. And then I got to the other side and I said, this is awesome, I can't believe that I did it. And I held on to that picture and I have it to this day and I label it the day that I let go. And what that reminds me of is how important it is to let go of fear so that you can grow and have success in life. And so young athletes and parents, um, you know, fear, again, it's real. It's a real barrier. But you can let go of fear and step into possibility. And what you gain from doing that is so much greater than the feeling that fear produces. And that at some point in time, you just find yourself getting high, if I can use that terminology, on just the possibility of growth as you're faced with adversity and challenge and fear. So giving fear a context that it creates an opportunity and that it's not this disastrous barrier waiting to embarrass you is something that'll help. Number three, give them something to focus on other than how they feel. You know, um, I use the story about the New England Patriots, their culture, every man for the team. That is a rallying cry. That is a purpose. That is a sense of purpose that they all share, that they're going to give their best effort at every moment. They're willing to face the opposition. They're willing to face their own pains, their uncertainties, their doubts, their insecurities. They're willing to face whatever it is, not for themselves, because we'll cheat ourselves for the most part, but we won't cheat other people. And so that's why it's so awesome to get your athlete to try and focus on something other than how they feel. I do that all the time when I'm training. I'll say fight for a teammate. And so as your child is dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with, maybe your pregame talk helps center them around things that they're going to focus on when they start to feel the fear and the anxiety begin to creep up so that it takes the attention off of the moment and it puts the focus on the sense of duty, the sense of responsibility, the sense of loyalty, the sense of willingness to fight for my team. And so we want our young athletes to have a sense of purpose in the things that they do and at the the the, the smallest level, the you know, the, the littlest level, you can have them rally a purpose around a willingness to fight for my team. Number 4. Help them accept that fear will be a barrier that they will have to deal with throughout their life. I've said it earlier, fear doesn't go away. And, you know, if you're a parent, you know that fear is still looming. If you're the parent of a teenager, <laughs> you live in fear every night. You know, if you're a grandparent, um, you worry about grandchildren and being raised properly. And, you know, it y- y- you don't ever stop being afraid You just get to a place where you no longer let fear be a barrier to your growth and success in life. And so whether it be in business, whether it be in relationships, but especially in sports, you start to accept fear as the barrier you have to go through to discover who's inside, what's inside. And it's in that discovery process that you begin to get excited and the confidence grows about who you are as a person. And in those moments, you start to recognize that though I feel this way, I know I have the ability to overcome so we want to let them know that fear is not just it's a barrier that they'll have to deal with throughout their life and the last one and this one that I love the most um, is remind them that you love them regardless of how they respond to fear or the moment Um, there are those moments where um, it's just tough as a parent to see um, how our kids are unable to come through when we know how capable they are. Um, But they need to know that you're here for them, that you're here to help them in those moments uh, where fear gets the best of them. You know, that you know your love is not conditional based on their success. And parents, I know it's a fine line between being a fan of your child and being a parent. And I'm going to encourage you to walk softly along that fine line err on the side of being a parent. There's going to be enough coaches and fans in their life. They need to know that the person that matters most, that regardless of what they do, how they fail, how they mess up, that or how they let fear get the best of them, that your love is not going to change, and that they can count on you and know that you're going to be there for them in those moments where fear gets the best of them. Um, doing this gives them the freedom to fail Without worrying about disappointing you, there's enough pressure in the game. There's enough pressure in the moments. Um, we don't want them to have the pressure of potentially disappointing us. Um, I love my children dearly, and if my son had a came to me and said, "Dad, um, thanks for the talk, but I fouled out in the first five minutes of the game, and you know I didn't get a single basket, and you know I just blew it, Dad." First, I'd laugh at him falling out that quickly <laughs> if I'm keeping it real. Um, but I wouldn't change my love for my son because I recognize that it's a journey for him. Uh, he's a sophomore and he's growing and he's going to continue to grow and develop because he's not going to always allow fear to get the best of him. And he knows that I love him. And because he knows that he feels safe and he allows me to be a voice in his life to remind him of the things that he needs to be reminded of. So that he can step into those moments where there's pressure, where there's doubt, where there's fear, where there's anxiety, and he can step in those moments and discover who he is and more uh, more importantly, what he's capable of doing. And so those are my five things to help with the mental game. Coming up next, we'll have a final thought and we'll close this podcast down for today. Hey, welcome back. It's Coach KG, and you're listening to The Journey of Competitive Athletes. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Um, I'd like to take us home with a final thought. Um, It's a quote by General George C. Patton, and it goes like this. All men are afraid in battle. The coward is the one who lets his fear overcome his sense of duty. Duty is the essence of manhood. And I love this quote. It's awesome because it illustrates uh, the final point in today's five things that you can do to help develop mental toughness in your athlete. Um, A sense of purpose, a sense of duty, a sense of responsibility. It does wonders in helping us overcome the things that we fear. You know, we've said that fear is... Definitely something that we have to contend with. And having clarity of purpose, something that's meaningful, um, it usually provides us the oomph, if you will, the substance that allows us to step into those frightening moments. And my biggest recommendation for you today is to maybe sit down with your athlete and help them begin to think about something that's meaningful You know, something more than just, hey, I want to get buckets. Hey, I want to get a hit. Hey, I don't want to strike out. Hey, I just want to play. But something that is meaningful, that connects them to the moment, that says, when it gets tough, this is what I'll fight for. When it gets hard, this is what I'll stand on. I'll give everything I get for this particular reason, whether it's a family member, a friend, a teammate, a cause, but something. Help your young people connect with something. So when they face that frightening moment, when they come against that barrier that wants to hold them back from realizing all that they're capable of, they'll have that extra needed push called purpose, a sense of duty, a sense of duty that allows them to step in, to overcome and discover who they are and more importantly, what they're capable of accomplishing. Hey, again, I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast, The Journey of Competitive Athletes. I hope today's show provides some helpful insights uh, to assist you on your journey as well as guiding your young athlete along their journey. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue the discussion on the journey of competitive athletes. Thank you and God bless.
1: The Journey of Competitive Athletes with Coach KG. Be sure to follow Coach KG on Twitter at Coach KG1.